Hello and welcome to Chatting, a podcast where people chat about how they learn and use English. My name is Sam, I'm a CELTA teacher and a performer and I have a particular interest in pronunciation and expression. In each episode, non-native and native speakers will chat about their experiences with English, share their advice and, at the end, I'll give some pronunciation tips for you to take away and practice. So, ready? Let's get chatting. This episode, I really wanted to talk about my favourite drink in the whole world, tea. So, I decided to have a virtual chat with a cuppa with my friend Satu. Satu is from Finland and has an online tea business. We chatted about the difference between tea bags and loose leaf tea, who drinks the most tea in the world and what tea is best to drink at different times of the day. But I started by asking Satu to tell me a little bit about herself. So, yeah, my name is Satu and I own a small uh, tea company only for online business. I've did only for a year and a plus, so... A new business. Yeah, it's really... In honour of our tea chat today, I am drinking green tea. So what are you drinking today? Okay, my choice was the same, except I'm having a lemon sencha. Lemon sencha. So is lemon sencha from Japan? Yep. So my green tea is from a tea bag. Is there a big difference between tea in a bag and tea that's loose that you then have to put in something? So I think the choice is the style of preparation. So yeah, most people find it much easier and quicker to use bag tea. Yeah. Yeah. No need for any kind of measurement, just brew. Mm -hmm. But some say that bag tea isn't as flavorful as loose leaf because the leaves used in most bags are tiny bits. And also the size of the bag limits the infusion ability. Uh And also the ritual of brewing loose leaf can be both relaxing and meditative. But it takes, of course, more time. And with loose leaf, you can have the ability to create a perfect cup of tea with your own personal preferences. So we can be very specific with our tea. Yes. And of course, loose leaf tea are made up of whole unbroken leaves. So they need room to expand for full bodied flavor. So you have to choose your strainer accordingly. Okay. But in terms of health benefits, it doesn't matter how you improve, as long as you choose high quality tea. So much information at the beginning of our chat. I love it. <laughs> so let's, let's go back to the beginning. So your Finnish, is tea very popular in Finland? Well, yeah, we are famous coffee drinkers. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But tea came to Finland over 300 years ago from Sweden and Russia. But the Finnish tea culture has been changing over the past decade. Okay. For most people, they consume black tea. But the popularity of green tea is rapidly growing. Okay. Many consumers have acknowledged the health benefits of teas. 
yeah. and are increasingly willing to try out new flavors and new types of tea. Okay. But we are way behind. So Turkey is the largest consumer of tea. Is it? And yeah, they annually per person drink 3.16 kilos Whoa. tea. Okay. And this island with 2.19 kilos. Wow. And UK is third with 1.94 kilos. Oh, and Finland is way behind. behind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with 240 grams per person. Oh, that's quite a difference. Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised we drink so much tea, but I'm surprised yeah. we're only third. I don't suppose it tells you whether it's more black tea than green tea that they drink, or it's just tea in total. If I remember cor correctly, for UK, black tea was mm. the most popular. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so the Finnish then drinking their tea, is it just black tea or do they add milk, sugar, honey? How do they prepare it? There's no uh, special data with this. So uh, I, I really don't know. Personally, I wouldn't add anything. Yeah. Just black. Just black. In the UK, we have big discussions about how you should prepare tea with milk. Do you put the milk first and then the tea? Or do you put the tea first and then the milk? And what colour okay. should the tea be? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, okay. But what about for you then? Do you um, have a favourite type of tea? Well, it kind of depends what time I drink. So this is an important point. What types of tea do people drink according to the morning, the afternoon and the evening? Well, there are of course no rules, but I hope people would explore because mm -hmm. like in the morning I would choose matcha or black as they contain higher amount of caffeine. Uh -huh. And if you have an empty stomach in the morning and want to manage your pH level, you can try white tea. Oh. And that eases you in the day because it has reduced amount of caffeine. Okay. And green tea is perfect for mid-morning for more concentration and focus. Suppress your before lunch growls. You can try Japan Sensa or Genmaicha. They do have a lower level of caffeine. So they bruise you up nicely. Okay. After lunch, for reducing bloating and aiding digestion, try lemongrass ginger Ooh. or try peppermint. And for the evening, raw boys tea. It's mm -hmm. caffeine free, mm -hmm. comes in many flavors, delicious, hot or cold. Mm -hmm. And for bedtime, soothing and calming chamomile. Uh -huh. The most popular tea for help you relax yeah i drink a lot of chamomile tea in the evenings do you no <laughs> <laughs> no what were herbal teas always popular or have they become more popular do you think recently i think it's becoming more popular mm -hmm. but of course herbal tea is a bit of a misleading name yeah. as these plants typically don't contain any tea leaves so yeah, these infusions are made of dried fruits, flowers, spices, and herbs. Mm. So the variety of flavor is really enormous. Then, of course, they have many health benefits because of the an antioxidants and minerals and vitamins. 
but always with herbal tea, check the ingredients to avoid any risk with certain medical conditions. That's a good point. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And also keep eye on the added sugar. Oh, yeah. So, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. I'm interested in the change between black tea and green tea and now white tea. So what differences do we see with white tea? White tea, they pluck only the tea shrub buds and the first two leaves. Okay. And then they uh, process it very lightly. And this is yeah. better for your digestion? It's more richer with antioxidants. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it has less caffeine. Okay, so do you think we should go from black tea to white tea to green tea? Yeah, I would say black tea is morning tea, green tea is mid-morning. But again, if you prefer low caffeine, then why not hmm. white tea? Tell me a little bit about matcha tea. You said that you drink matcha tea in the mornings. Yeah, matcha is made out of the whole leaf. Okay. And it's grown under the shade. So you consume the whole leaf and that's why you get antioxidants with, with that. Right, not just brewing it, but actually consuming it. Yeah, because it's fine powder. Right. But it's a bit trickier to brew. You have to whisk it. And do you, do you make it with water or with milk? I like matcha latte. So my quick version would be that I add the matcha into a tiny bit of cold milk and then whisk it and then add warm water. You are not supposed to use uh, boiling water because that destroys the kind of green leaf. Oh, yeah. So always with green tea, you are not supposed to use boiling water, only with black tea and herbal tea. Gosh, so we have to also be careful of the temperature of the water then when making yes. tea. Yes. Yeah. Is that because green tea is more sensitive? Yeah, you ruin the green uh, leaf. So the black tea is already oxidized fully. That's why it's black. Gotcha. Gosh, I never really think about these things. You just take the bag, put the water. <laughs> and True. <then> drink. <laughs> So um, with you and your company then, Satu, have you discovered some teas that you had never heard of before? Yeah, for me, matcha was a new thing. Okay. And also mate. I never heard that one. What's that? How do you spell it? M-A-T? M-A-T-E? M-A-T-E. That's an herb original from South America. Ah, okay. And it's really packed with caffeine so it, it gives you energy and stimulates your mind so yeah i guess you have to be careful maybe if it's packed with caffeine oh yes yes of course the type and amount of tea leaves and the water temperature and the brewing time that affects the amount of caffeine in a cup so i have some approximate amount in a cup like mate has around 80 milligrams okay in a cup versus Black tea has around 50 milligrams in a cup. So yeah, it's yeah, a full lot, of caffeine. Yeah. yeah. So do you have any plans to sell any new special teas at any time soon? Yeah, I have 
uh, of course, Christmas is approaching. So I have few Christmas flavored teas and something exciting coming soon. This is exciting. So with Christmas teas, what flavors do you find in these teas? Apple is very common. And of course, cinnamon, anise, all those warm kind of tasties. Yeah, yeah. Any other tips about tea before we finish? Mm. Somehow tea is kind of comforting for yeah. me. Yeah. And uh, I always wondered why, why I take the teacup with both hands. Yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's easy drink after you uh, hike outside because of the cold weather. It's really nice. Yeah. To have a cup of tea. It certainly is. Mmm, holding your cup of tea with both hands, especially on a cold day, is indeed very comforting. If you're interested in looking at Satu's tea offerings, you can find her at aitotea.fi. Learning about mate or mate tea was very interesting. Very interesting. Mm, so this episode's pronunciation tip is a vocabulary tip. Specifically, it's an adjectives tip. Now, I've noticed more and more that there are many English language accounts on social media that keep telling learners to stop saying very. Why are they doing this? Well, I think these teaching accounts are trying to encourage learners to use different, more interesting vocabulary which is very helpful. However, there's a little more information that you should know before you just stop saying very. In English, we have two groups of adjectives, gradable and ungradable. Now, imagine these two groups sit on a scale of zero to five. Gradable adjectives such as big, small, cold, hot, funny, tasty, nice, are the adjectives that sit between zero and four and can move up or down the scale, so made stronger or weaker, with adverbs. For example, let's put the adjective cold at number one. To go down the scale to zero, we can say phrases like I'm a bit cold or I'm quite cold, meaning less cold. If you want to move up the scale to show you are more than cold, we can add words like very, really, so, and extremely. So your scale could be, I'm a bit cold, zero, I'm cold, one, I'm very cold, or I'm really cold, two or three, I'm so cold, or I'm extremely cold, three or four. Notice also how you can use your intonation, the way you say the word, to show how you feel. But what happens when cold plus these adverbs are just not strong enough? Say hello to ungradable adjectives. These are the extreme versions and sit at number five on our scale. We move from I'm so cold or I'm extremely cold to I'm freezing. If you want to make this five plus plus, you can use adverbs like absolutely, completely, totally or 
utterly. So I'm absolutely freezing. Important note, we cannot or should not say very freezing. Very only links to gradable adjectives. The important point here is nuance. If you think about the scale, the difference between very cold and freezing is actually quite big. So just changing from one to the other may not be as similar as you think. To practice this difference, here are three situations with a gradable adjective plus very and its ungradable version. First, interesting. Gradable adjective, very interesting. Fascinating. Ungradable adjective, no very. Try this difference. The class was very interesting today. The class was fascinating today. Next, angry. Gradable adjective, very angry. Furious. Ungradable adjective, no very. Try this difference. I'm very angry with you. I'm furious with you. Finally, tasty. Gradable adjective, very tasty. Delicious. Ungradable adjective, no very. Try this difference. Your dish was very tasty. Your dish was delicious. So, to recap, gradable adjectives can be modified up or down, stronger or weaker, and the word very is very useful to express where on the scale you are. Ungradable adjectives are the extreme and don't link to very. Over to you to practice. So, there we are. The transcript of this episode is available to read on the podcast's webpage, so take a look. Join me next time for more pronunciation and grammar tips, more advice, and, most importantly, more chatting. My thanks again to Satu, and, for her music, a huge thanks to the wonderful Mara Carlyle. Bye for now. Bye for now.